Hello, friends, and welcome to the show. This episode of HR Oxygen is brought to you by the Boss Builders. That would be us. Hey, for this year, we are really ramping up our training options. Now, post-COVID, we did a lot of virtual work. We had our Art of the Great Boss Masterclass. We had, I think, 15 or 20 different cohorts go through it, and we still have cohorts going through it today. It's a great program, one session a month for 13 months. But we also realize that audiences are ready for us to come back on the road and visit them at their house. And so we are implementing a couple of new programs. Well, they're not really new. Well, one of them actually is very new. The first one is our two-day driving results on-site management skills workshop. This involves learning how to manage people, learning about yourself, learning how to motivate, lots of exercises we do together, lots of opportunities to practice. Our second option, though, is a new hybrid option. And so what we wanted to do with this one is to establish an entire year with an organization. Three in-person, one-day on-site visits with virtual sessions in between. So in the in-person sessions, we can really work as groups. We can do some practice, some skill practice, and then we can touch base throughout the year with those individual virtual sessions. So that is our second option. We're obviously going to continue our Art of the Great Boss cohorts. But finally, you can also license and teach our curriculum. We've developed it to the point where really anybody could step in. There's a very robust train the trainer guide. I will also come on site and teach you how to teach the curriculum. So you could do it at your own time, your own pace, your own schedule. For information on all of these programs, just check us out online at thebossbuilders.com. Well, you've probably noticed that there seems to be a day for just about everything. So, you know, we had like Women's History Month, we have Black History Month, and Asian Pacific Islanders Month. And then, of course, there's different days, right? So, you know, of course, we have the big holidays, you know, Veterans Day, Memorial Day, then we have Father's Day, Mother's Day. And then, of course, there's these other ones that weave their way in, like Grandparents' Day. And then, of course, you have... Uh, well, I don't know. There's just about a day for anything. I think Hallmark does this just so they can sell cards. But there is a day that we're going to be celebrating this week. So we'll go ahead and date stamp. Today is April the 25th. And this is the week of Administrative Professionals Day. Admin Professionals Day. And so we're going to celebrate the whole month. But what we've done in the past, we've had Admin Professional of the Year contest. This year, I thought what we would do is we would actually interview an administrative professional. So our guest today is Betsy Fantel. She is the executive assistant to the president and CEO of Total Wine and More. Uh, Betsy and her cohort of administrative professionals are actually taking our Art of Being a Great Administrative Professional course, or a Administrative Superstar, I think is the name of the course we have. And for those of you who are actually in the management courses, many of the topics are the same because their roles and responsibilities are every bit as busy as any HR professional or any manager. And so what I wanted to do in this episode is just interview somebody who does this job, talk about the journey. I met Betsy years ago when I was living in Maryland and I was doing outplacement work and I ran into her because she was one of those people in the Great Recession that lost her job. And so she's going to tell you about that story and the journey and what she's doing today. And so I will leave you with this before we let her do the talking. If you have administrative staff, this is the week that you really want to thank them. I have done this at least to the best of my knowledge and ability with you know, Lisa and then the other admins I've had, because without them, I truly can't do what I do. And I think you'd all agree that they probably 
make you successful, even sometimes in spite of yourself. I know Lisa does that with me. So let's quit talking about Betsy. Let's go ahead and talk to her. If you're listening, you know what time it is. Let's make sure that personal items tucked under the seat in front of you. Make sure your seatbelt is buckled low and across your hips. Time for us to taxi to the runway. Should the cabin lose pressure, oxygen masks will drop from the overhead area. Please place the mask over your own mouth and nose before assisting others. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the HR Oxygen Podcast, the show focused on the overworked, overwhelmed, and underappreciated HR professional. And now, here is the host of our show, the boss builder, Mac Monroe. Betsy Fantel, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. We're so glad that you're here. So we are having you here. So your claim to fame is you are the first person to ever climb Mount Everest without oxygen. Um, what else? You've sailed around the world in a sailboat. Uh, you've done a lot of things in your amazing life. But today we want to talk about your real superhero status, that of the administrative professional. Yes. Who, if we're honest is everything that any adventurer would ever want and more. So that is your claim to fame. We're celebrating Admin Professionals Day in the month of April. So Betsy, I want to talk to you a little bit about your journey and about the profession from your perspective. But before we do that, I want you to tell us your story, maybe including for those that are curious how you and I first met, what turned out to be a number of years ago, uh, serendipitously. And who would have thought years later we would reconnect and uh, doing some projects together. So. Betsy, tell us about your journey, taking us up to when I knew you uh, post-Discovery Communications and then what you've done since. Okay, so I do have a lot of hats that I've worn and my my adventure started in Dallas, Texas. That's where I'm from. Uh, my first office job was as a receptionist in an oil and gas company. And that was a really great experience for me because it was my first introduction into a, an office and a professional setting like that. So uh, the women there, the executive assistant to the owner and his bookkeeper and the other ladies took me under their wing. I was this young 20 something and didn't know anything about office work, but they really taught me the ropes and got me acclimated. And my, I think I got a very good uh, work ethic from, from these ladies and um, I learned how to communicate, you know, with, with people on a, on a higher, much higher level and get comfortable with that. Cause I think that's one of the most important, one of the really most important parts of this job is never let them see you sweat. <laughs> you know, so um, anyway, I'll fast forward. But uh, I I went from being the uh, in in the oil and gas business to uh, working in a real estate company, and I ran the office. Uh, I was his right right hand and uh, managed property. So again, that got me a lot more experience. And um, right in that time, I got interested in the technical side of it and uh, learned how much technology can help you in this role. Um, and it came easy to me. So that was something that um, I've always um, paid a lot of attention to is, is what's new. And um, I always um, 
get more education as far as that goes and what what do I need to know? What's what's new out there? How can I be better at what I'm doing? So anyway, all right. So working for this real estate company was uh, a, a bigger introduction into the business world because I was not only the office manager, I, I was managing property, but I had to be very, I had to work on my organizational skills. And um, I, you know, set up all kinds of things on what was then Lotus Notes to mm. help me stay organized. Wow, that's a blast from the past. <laughs> that's a blast from the past. I still use Lotus Notes um, commands, which is kind of... <laughs> in my Excel. Uh, that, that was about 10 years and it was a great job because I did everything. Um, from there, I worked in, um, I'm trying to think, what did I do from there? Have, oh, now, were you still in Texas during this I was part? in Texas. This okay. is where I'm in Texas. Okay. Um, our, so from there, I went to work in a um, pharmaceutical, a wholesale pharmaceutical company. And I was the executive assistant to the, to the chief administrative officer and chief sales officer. So that brings me into the official, you know, executive assistant role, you know, and I did that for a number of years. And again, that that brought me to uh, having conversations with board members, putting together board materials, um, had to pull on all of my organizational skills there and and technology was not so much but that's always been something I've been interested in um, and from there I went to work for a technology company and I managed computer tech not the the uh, consultants their time all of that so uh, what I'm getting at is a, a lot of the things I've done in the past I've, I've learned new skills that have taken me on to whatever job it was. And I'm also a very uh, flexible person. I like doing different things. So I like trying different things, which is why my resume is uh, the, what would you call this? <laughs> Jack of all trades in the business world, I would say. All right. So I did that for, I was working in the, um, I got that job work because I met the person who owned the company while I was working at the wholesale pharmaceutical company. They, they were impressed with my skills and hired me from there to do this role. And uh, it was at that point in time where I uh, had met my husband, my now husband, uh, he worked at the wholesale pharmaceutical company with me and uh, we, started dating and became engaged a few years later and i ended up moving to maryland uh and here in maryland i i signed up with a temp agency so i would say you know you, you always have to stay busy i signed up with a temp agency and i worked in law firms i worked in dc i worked all over this area and was offered a lot of jobs uh but i didn't want to be a, a um, legal assistant. So in, in that, I was offered a job at the Discovery Networks for Animal Planet. So that's where we're going to get to Mac. <laughs> and I worked at, at Animal Planet from the time that they launched for 13 years. I worked there. And then wow, was, I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. That is a long stretch. Yeah, it's there. a long yeah. stretch. It's a long stretch. And while I wasn't an, an executive assistant there, it's still, you're, 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 it's the same skill set. It's communication. It's um, it's taking care of um, in information. What would you call that? Information um, sharing. Information making sure everything is is uh, 
tied up in a nice, neat little package. And in that job, I developed a, a database with access. So this is where my skills come in as far as technical. I pick up technical things very quickly. And access is not easy. No, it's, it's like not. It's like its own programming language. But our, um, yeah, our, our um, technology department didn't have the database to to track all the information that I had to track, which was all of the deliverables that go into making a show. You know, so it's the it's the script, it's the outlines, it's the rough cuts, the fine cuts, and of course technology has taken all that over now. But at the time, it was all you know physical documents and uh, a lot of timing that had to be uh, considered and getting things, getting materials for commercials and you know to make uh, the show successful. You know, you, you had to keep a, keep uh, keep on a schedule. Uh, they didn't have any real way to track all that. So I went to the technology department. They didn't have it. So I learned access. <laughs> That's impressive. That I really is. <laughs> I took three class, three, I guess, sessions and became an access um, professional <laughs> expert, I would say. And uh, nobody else was, was able to provide information as quickly as I was because of this database I, I developed. And, I, and IT ended up coming to me because they ended up developing another, I mean, a, an official uh, system. And they used some of my um, code, I guess it is, mm -hmm. to design what they had, you know, some of the, my structure. So I, I take a little pride That's in pretty that. impressive. Yeah, yeah. I, I take a pride in that. So, you know, and, and from there, I was laid off. We, they laid off about 300 people at the same time. So that's where uh, I met you. Then, that's right? where you yeah. met me. So, and it okay. was devastating because who doesn't want to work? Well, that, I have to tell you, that is the, well, not only that, I mean, think about the, everybody was losing their job then. Everybody that was, was. I was so busy with massive layoffs and Discovery was one of uh, Lee Hecht Harrison's biggest clients. Uh, I think they went through waves of layoffs and that's where I met mm -hmm. you and and then I think Alexandra the, Alexandra and then there uh -huh. was a guy I think his name was John if I remember right. but I think it was the, the three of you were kind of like my little group and we met a couple yeah. times and yeah. and then I stayed in touch with uh, Alexandra a little bit over the years uh -huh. and you off and on mm -hmm. and then so so take us from after that Betsy where did you wind up from there because we touched base again right before I moved to Tennessee and you were managing a building and we used your uh, office space. It was one of those rental office things, wasn't it? It was. It was, it was called Business Suites and yeah. they were bought out by Regis and I was the center manager there. So that was kind of fun. I mean, I, I, I felt like I was the assistant to all of these people, you know, because uh, it was small office spaces that business people would come and rent from us for either long term or short term basis. So um, it it, it brought my administrative skills out again. Yeah. And, and me as a person, I am, I, I like solving problems. I like um, uh, making, I like making my boss look good. I like the assistant role. You're right under the radar. Your, your job is to do whatever it takes to make them happy and to keep them, keep things running smoothly. And um, it, it pulls on, I would say, all of the uh, experiences that I've had. Um, so 
I'm I'm not answering your question. No, you actually you have answered my question. We're we're just talking about your journey, but you know the journey is more than a resume, right? You have your resume, it and is. you're kind of looking through. I am looking through my resume because yeah, I'm like, oh my god, where have I been? But you've been to a lot of places. <laughs> but if you think about it, I mean, to where you are now today, and I don't know where your journey took you past Regis, but yeah. now of course you're in the current role that. Uh, you're actually one of our uh, current cohorts. We're actually doing yes. a co cohort of administrative professionals, yes. and uh, you're the the kind of the leader of that group. So, from Regis, uh, what was the journey to get you to where you are today? Well, I'll make it short. I uh, I did some contract work, um, and then I I signed up with a temp agency, you know, to 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 find a long term job, and out of that came a part time job or a a short-term assignment at Total Wine and More, mm -hmm. and uh, that in that job I was responsible for a they call it a database, but it was a giant Excel spreadsheet, um, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was tracking all of our Total Wine has right now 250 stores, you know, so that's a lot of people out in the field. It tracks their um, hours, who's who's in what store, that sort of thing. The the field. And it has some formulas in there. There was a lot of detail. And I worked with a gentleman here and um, I redesigned it a little bit. He was impressed with my skills. And after that assignment was over, after about four months, about two months later, they called me back. And that was to come in and interview for the uh, executive assistant to the chief stores officer, mm. which is my current boss. And um, I've been here for five years. So, and during that five years, or I guess it was like after three and a half years, my boss was promoted to chief executive officer and which promoted me with him. Um, but I would say everything that I've, I've done, I used to wonder what in the world am I gonna be when I grow up? You know, <laughs> what am I gonna land on? And um, this is the executive assistant role is, is pretty much, I mean, it's perfect for, for my skill set and, and my personality, I would say. Well, that's a great journey. And I think what I took from that and, you know, I, and even my first admin that I had at Boss Builders mm -hmm. used to be, uh, well, she that's when she started out and then she eventually moved on. She's an HR director today. So uh, I don't think, and she never really had the intention she was going to do it. She just sort of found her way into it. And I think that's what I've seen is, I don't know if there's even programs you can say, maybe there used to be. I know my wife there said used when, to be. when she was getting ready to graduate high school, her mom said, oh, you can go to this secretary school is what they mm -hmm. called it. And mm -hmm. my wife's like, uh, no, there's no way I'm going to do that, which, <laughs> yeah, she would not do well in that role, although she's very organized, but she's not comfortable, you know, being the second banana. She wants to be the big dog. So mm -hmm. uh, for her, that would not have fit, but the organizational skills certainly there. But you have morphed and changed in so many different ways to where you're at right now. And it's all a culmination of all of your experiences. I'm not sure you could replicate that in a college program anymore. I mean, you could teach access or I mean, you wouldn't anymore, but you know, but, but again, the ability to just take chaos and put it into order. That's a gift, Betsy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think I do take pride in that. Well, you absolutely I, should. Yeah. I think uh, diplomacy is, is very important. And when you see chaos, uh, you've got that to me tells me that there are going to be some people who are going to be in a difficult frame of mind. And the, the 
administrative person has to be able to recognize this and and help bring it all together, calm it down if that needs to happen, or uh, make sure the pieces are still moving. Does that make sense? Well, it does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, think and, about this for a minute, Betsy. I want to ask you this. And so I'm sure that your current boss is the best boss you've ever had. So we'll yes. just leave that aside. But I want you to think back on all of the, the bosses that you've had, the ones that you've supported. Um, what makes a, a great boss in your mind? Of all the bosses you've had, current one included, like what makes your job pleasurable? Because honestly, if my job was to make everybody else happy, I would not be a happy guy. Yeah. Well, actually, I would say that um, communication is key. Mm -hmm. um, and in cases that there is no communication, the ability and um, being secure enough to approach your boss, have that kind of relationship where you can um, get whatever it is that you need in order to do your job, whether it's information or, but also trust. I mean, my favorite bosses have trusted me to do my job. They've given me really good feedback when, let's say I'm, I'm doing something I didn't I didn't understand what the direction was, or I'm not doing it quite the way they want it done. And um, they come to me with good feedback, um, good direction, but also they give me the ability to do things the way I want to do them. And also like with my current boss, I'm because of my technical skills and how I can use a lot of our systems, I've shown him easier ways to do things that he does. Look, it's right here. You know, we used to have to, um, uh, he, he goes on these store visits and we he would have 27 reports that he wanted all printed off, which would be like a, over 100 pages per store. And wow. let's say there might be 10 stores. <laughs> That's a lot of paper. <laughs> so we, we can we can uh, we can PDF all of that and combine each store into one document. And you can in our computers with with the. Uh, um, Surface Pro, you can scroll like a, like a, uh, what do you call those? Like a tablet. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, oh my God, this is, this is revolutionary. No more, around no a more phone paper. Book with you. Yeah. He still likes his paper, but it's fewer, it's fewer reports. <laughs> but uh, I, back to, you know, that was something that I, that I brought to the table and something that he likes. So he gives me the, he gives me the freedom to change things and uh, to help him, you know, in my way, <laughs> sometimes. Well, but I think your way, it seems like really sort of, and I think that's the best relationship if, if you bring along the strengths that your boss doesn't have. Right. Rather than, hey, my admin and I see things exactly the same way. You know, in my history of admins, my first one, Amy Hanish, was great. And what I loved about her is the creativity, big picture thinking. The challenge was, of course, that that's me too. So we've got two people that look at things the same way. Uh, my second admin was Gina McCabe, who you met because uh, she was with me the day we did the seminar up there at the mm -hmm. Regis Center. Mm -hmm. And Gina was great. I was really excited. Then she ended up getting another opportunity. And then, of course, then Lisa, who we have now, who you know, because Lisa is engaging you guys. Lisa started out as just book and travel. Mm -hmm. Lisa today runs the show. Um, oh, that's great. I don't ever, like, if I take vacation, all I need to know is the calendar's free. I don't worry about anything getting dropped because she could run this. And mm -hmm. that is, I think, the way if you are a manager right now or a big boss and you have an admin, I think that's how you have to look at them. If you drop dead, 
they need to pick up the torch and keep on moving. And, right. uh, and I think that's the mark of a truly good admin. It sounds like you've got that. If your boss is gone, you can make the trains run on time. My question for you is when you take vacation, how hard is it to come back? Is, do things kind of get just get tossed around or do you have systems <laughs> in place? How long does it take you to get back into the mode? It, it takes some time. It, it, uh, it is. Well, even when I go on vacation because of my job, I am still, I'm still online, you know, so I take care of any emergencies that come up. Um, and I try not to let my email pile up. I think that goes with being at this level, mm-hmm. you know, when you're working for someone at the top, I, you have to have the, the, you have to understand that you, you're on call. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you're that means you really, you really can't, unplug i guess can you really can't totally unplug you can but it's it with careful planning when when he's traveling um and he's on pto then i can unplug okay you know and that's just the nature of this beast Mm -hmm. you know Uh, that's not for everybody but i guess the key is you got to get your boss to take more pto absolutely but also identifying you know because i'm also uh work for him i have a pool of assistance that i can pull from. Mm -hmm. And I've identified the ones who are the best backup for me. And um, I have people that I can depend on um, to to take care of things, to be my legs here. And I have people who have um, access to his schedule, not his his, um, email, but his schedule and things like that so that they can can take care of things in my absence. But and then coming back, yes, it's it's it takes a couple days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, obviously you've managed to survive it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have just one more question for you, Betsy. So, if a person today is thinking, let's just say that maybe they are a senior in high school, thinking about career path, and they say, you know, I've, I've just tuned into this podcast, and I think being an administrative professional might be a career path I want to go down. Uh, what would you recommend for a person like that? Even like if they're thinking about going to a college, I mean, would you recommend a degree of any kind or what types of things might help them get into this field? Oh my gosh. Well, like you said earlier, I don't, there really isn't a college program for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, my sister went to secretarial school. So That's I'm, just crazy very, to even think yeah, about that, huh? I know she went to, she learned shorthand and all that stuff. Wow. Um, and, but that's a that's a really good question mm-hmm. because um i mean there really isn't one i would say well you you never you never said i am going to be an administrative professional one day you just realize no. here i am right in fact no in fact i was talking to someone uh who, who was in dallas a, a consultant in dallas and and he did bring up the the point that i'm, I'm kind of a natural caretaker. I mean, this is a natural place for me. Um, but I tried to run away from it for, you know, several years. I, I tried different things. But then when I came back to it, I thought, you know, this is where I, this is my comfort zone. And this is what I'm good at. Um, and I, I think for a young person, um, that's a tough question, Mac. I'm trying to think. How, well, maybe the answer that? is you just have to realize of all those transferable skills that you have, You've managed to figure out a place where they all come together. And maybe yeah. that's the person, right? They say, I have a natural knack for being organized. I'm a pretty good planner. Right. Um, I don't crave the spotlight. I enjoy 
uh, helping other people be successful. You know, those seem like kind of the traits that you're looking at. That's absolutely correct. That's absolutely correct. I have seen people come into these positions who have their eye on something else and it, it's never a really good outcome. I mean, you can definitely move on from this role. We have people that we've, we've promoted, but you have to go into it uh, with the, with the um, dedication that you're going to do the best job you possibly can in this role. And um, then you can move on from there. But you have to prove yourself first. And you have to be of the temperament that um, things, you, you have to let things roll off your back. Um, your, your boss is, has everything weighing on his shoulders. You know, you're, you're just kind of following along behind trying to keep things in order. But they're the ones that have the big guns, you know, pointing at them. <laughs> and so they're not always going to be real communicative. They're always not going to be, you know, real happy maybe or whatever it is, but you can't take that personally. Your job is, you know, be the front person, you Excellent. know? Yeah. Well, great. Well, Betsy, thank you so much for taking time to be on the show today. And I want to wish you and your whole team of admins that are in our program, a very happy admin professionals day. I think it'll probably come by the time we drop this episode. So enjoy. Notice there is no Management Education Professionals Day. However, <laughs> we have Admin Professionals Day. So my day will be my birthday and your day can be your big day. I hope you celebrate. Right. And my hope is if your boss is listening to this, that your boss uh, makes sure that uh, he recognizes all of you for uh, doing a great job. So Betsy, thank you for sharing your story with us today and for all the great work that you do. Well, thank you, Mac. Well, thanks for taking the time to listen to another episode of the HR Oxygen Podcast. I hope you enjoy listening to these as much as I enjoy making them. I've learned so much from the guests we've had on the show over the past few years, and I hope that you will continue to listen to us regularly. If you are a subscriber on any podcast app or channel, would you do us a favor and take a moment and leave us a review? We would really, really appreciate it. Also, if you have the time, check out all the offerings we have on our website, which is thebossbuilders.com. We have every other month a Sherm Credit webinar that we present, as well as a ton of other events, not to mention our Art of the Great Boss and Art of Being a Great Teammate programs. More information on that site today. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Oh, by the way, you may want to unbuckle that seatbelt. I think we just arrived at the gate. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the HR Oxygen Podcast. We hope you found something today that will relieve your stress, feed your soul, and pump you up to face another day. At Boss Builders, we want to let you know that we appreciate the hard work you do every day as an HR professional. And as a reminder, always make sure to adjust your own oxygen mask before attempting to help those around you. Be well.